following podcast contains mature content of views and opinions expressed by the co-host are not necessarily those of the host listener discretion is advised ladies and gentlemen welcome to the smack and raw podcast episode 98 i am your host the warden matt ritter and i am here as always with my co-host sir cuss travis pointer aka the dragon king aka big t aka sweet t aka t money aka t bag aka black merlin aka the H-N-I-C. Travis, how are you today? I'm living, sir. I'm living. How about yourself? Good, good. I'm doing all right. I should have uh, my tooth fixed on Saturdays. So when you see us for our post-show for Stomping Ground, which is the first post-show it feels like we've done in a while, um, I should be all smiling and happy and teeth back in place. So looking forward to that. Nice. All right. Uh, you want to get into news and rumors? Sure. All right. So Adam Rose has retired on the Indies because uh, WWE didn't want him back. So he's wrestled his final match on the Indies. Okay. So, AEW has announced that they will be having. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just saying, like, okay. So no way Jose's predecessor is done. Got it. Yeah, and we'll never get a social outcast reunion now, so. Damn. Uh, AEW announced that they're going to have women's tag team championship, uh, which is good. Step in the right direction. And the Yolo County tag team titles replicas are up for sale. If you are curious, I posted a link in facebook.com slash group slash smack and raw. You can go for $5 and get your own replica version of the Yolo County tag team titles, or I'm sorry, $10 plus five shipping. Or if you get two, it's $25, no shipping. Mm. Okay. You gonna go get one, Travis? No, thank you. They're handcrafted. I bet. It's the only way to make something like that. Uh, did you see anything that I posted about Dana Brooks' injury on uh, main event? I saw that you posted something about it, but I didn't read it. Well, first off, main event's still a thing, so that's big news. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, apparently that's where there. you go. Let's start there. I didn't know they were still doing that. Yeah. Uh, I guess they are, and I guess that's where you can go to watch all the superstars that don't show up on Raw or SmackDown every week for various reasons. So, like Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan, Dana Brooke, whoever they're not using, they're on main event. During her match against Sarah Logan, uh, I guess she ran into a turnbuckle and she got split open really bad above her eye to the point to where they actually stopped the match and uh, she had to leave to get that cleaned up and taken care of. Mm. That sucks. All right, let's see if this will get you excited. Matt Hardy and Rebby Hardy are expecting baby number three. Did you freeze or? No, I just don't care. Okay. Uh, and then Emma, a.k.a. Tennille Dashwood, has announced that she will be returning to professional wrestling in July. She took some time off. She has a skin condition, um, some things like that. But she's coming back and t- looking to take bookings. So we might see her in AEW. We might see her come back to WWE. We might just have her out on the indies. But she is coming back, and I'm excited for that. Okay. Good for her. That's cool. 
All right. This is going to get you, Travis. I know this is going to get you. I read today and I didn't share the link on the Facebook group because I didn't want you to have any pretense going into this or any inkling of this. So I don't know if you saw it or not, but uh, did you see that there is allegedly a video of Ricochet floating around the internet? No. Allegedly in this video, and I have not seen the video, nor will I be looking it up, but maybe the rack will, and he can come and let us know how, what he thought of it. Um, they've confirmed it's Ricochet based on his tattoos and abdomen. But uh, supposedly, supposedly in this video, Ricochet is fingering his butthole. <laughs> Why is there a video of you, sir, fingering your own butthole? Well, well no, I think the real question is, is he using his one and only or is he going for a three amigos? Man, who knows? That's a good question. That is a very good question. Those of you out there who have seen this video, let us know. In the comments. Yeah, in the comments. Just tell us. Yeah, I have no idea why this video is out there, why he was doing that, anything like that. I, I tried to get some more information. I listened to a couple of YouTube videos. They were uh, non-savory YouTube videos that used uh, very derogatory language towards people like that and... Yeah. That's not what I want to know. All right, that's that's not the kind of info. Exactly. <laughs> they didn't have any real info, so I don't know. I thought it was kind of interesting. Normally, we talk about you know leaked pictures or videos of female wrestlers and mm-hmm. this and that. And I, Seth had his video or his pictures leaked too, but uh, this is a video of a guy who's going to be at Stomping Ground competing for the United States title mm-hmm. against Samoa Joe. And before Samoa Joe rips him a new asshole, he might be in the back fingering his asshole. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe that's how he gets himself ready before a match. Who knows? Who knows? It could. And uh, while we're on the subject of assholes and shit, let's get into Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Let's do that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this format a little different. Um, so, I don't know what the fuck was going on. Um, Raw and SmackDown this week together, it just felt like instead of like trying to formulate a plan and come up with a better product, they were just like taking ideas and throwing them at the wall and seeing what would stick. We've got elimination matches. We've got elimination tag team matches. We've got two, two out of three falls tag team matches for no reason whatsoever. So when this, when, when it happened on SmackDown, I remember watching this and I'm just like, wait, did this happen on, didn't this happen on Raw? It, it, it happened on Raw, right? Like, did I, did I imagine that? Did I dream that? No, it did happen on Raw? Okay. <laughs> like, it's just, like, like, I just had a hard time believing that they did that on both Raw and SmackDown at the time. The fact that they had a two out of three falls match or that it was two, two out of three falls tag team matches. Now, they that, were different competitors. I know it was different competitors, but I'm yeah. just saying, like, I had a hard time really comprehending them doing a two out of three falls match tag match on both shows. And I'm with you on that. Um, we've got a thread throughout raw and SmackDown, the story of Seth Rollins and Baron Corbin and who Baron Corbin's special guest referee is. And at first they tell us it's going to be Elias. 
So Seth beats him with a chair. And then Baron Corbin's backstage. He's like, well, I'll come out later. I've got a backup plan. And Seth beats Corbin with the chair backstage. And then he comes out and says EC3 is going to be that special guest referee. And EC3 gets beaten with the chair. And then, you know, we roll over to SmackDown and we get to see your boy Shelton Benjamin apparently thinking it was a good idea to, you know, after watching all these people get beat with a chair to put his name in the basket for a chair ass whooping along with the B team and Matt Hardy B team get beaten with a chair. Eric Young gets approached. He gets beaten with the chair. Like it just kept happening and happening. And be with a chair, Matt. Shelton Benjamin. Exactly. Benjamin. Exactly. He did not get beat with a chair. So so do you think Shelton's going to be the special guest referee? No, I just think Shelton was smart enough to stay the fuck away from Seth. Okay. Um, so we don't know who the special guest referee is going to be at Stomping Ground. They didn't give us that information because Seth is scaring everyone away. But the point at which he started beating people like Eric Young, like Eric's like, I'm not going to do it. I just said what I said to get him to leave me alone. You and I are friends. We're cool. And then Seth still beat him down. And at some point, when you keep attacking people with chairs, you go from babyface to kind of heel. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, though. I kind of I went back and forth on this because at first I'm watching this. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. Every time he picks somebody, take them out. Make sure they don't want to do it. Then he starts, like I said, attacking everybody. And I'm like, okay, bro, you know that's unnecessary. You, you, you don't, you know, the good guy don't do that. But then I thought about it more. And I'm like, you know, I kind of get it. Just take everybody out and nobody even will think about it. Even if like, yeah, even if you're my friend, I'd take you out if I think you're going to do it. That keeps everybody away is the idea. Like nobody will even think about it. If you're even willing to take out somebody who's supposedly your friend, you send a message. Anybody can get it. So I kind of, I, after that's while, fair. you know what? Okay, I get it. I get it. Fair. fair enough, fair enough. And as you were saying that, I thought of something. There was another super white-hot baby face who didn't care if you were another baby face or a bad guy. He was whooping everyone's ass. He was probably, arguably, the biggest personality the WWE has ever seen. Him and I resemble each other slightly in the fact that we both have bald heads, white skin, and... uh Facial hair, Mr. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Exactly. So, you know, after, you know, thinking it through, I was okay with it. Okay. Um, we had the weirdest fatal five-way match I think I've ever seen. Uh, it's for the shot against Samoa Joe, and we talked about it earlier, Ricochet wins this match, but we got The Miz, Bobby Lashley, Cesaro, Pew Pew Ricochet, and Braun Strowman. Um, after Elias gets beaten with the chair by Seth Rollins, during everyone's entrance, they stop and they all attack Elias. Mid or at the end of their entrance, they get in the ring and they all just hit a move on him. Heels, faces, didn't matter. Elias just got punished for God knows what reason. Yeah, no reason at all. Here's the thing. As funny as it was, it made no sense. So it was just, I think it was one of those things like, hey, let's do this. This will be funny without really thinking it through story-wise, you know? Yeah. 
because uh, this is supposed to be one of this is supposed to be Shane's backup. This is supposed to be one of Shane's guys, um, and they're pushing the Shane thing real hard. But we'll get to that. So then we have Braun Strowman beat Bobby Lashley and Cesaro. They come back in and they take out Braun Strowman. And I got to give Cesaro credit here because he did some impressive things with a man Braun Strowman size. But they help Ricochet beat Braun Strowman, which again, I get why they attacked Braun Strowman. But why they helped Ricochet eliminate Braun Strowman, that didn't make sense. No, yeah. Them pinning him with Ricochet. It didn't matter who they were pinning him with. It was just eliminating Braun Strowman that it was all about. So, I get it. Okay. Uh, and then Braun gets angry and he picks up Ricochet, who's still in this match, and launches him outside, uh, knocking out. Cesaro and Lashley and then uh, we go to commercial break and we come back pew pew Ricochet beats the Miz and then Joe attacks Ricochet but Ricochet fights back mind you at some point in this whole thing Ricochet was playing up an injured knee that seemed to magically disappear once Samoa Joe got back in the ring till after he did all his cool flippy shit and remembered oh shit my knee that and it's like you know this is one of those days where well not one of those days, but this is one of those times <clears throat> where I start thinking, you know, it's funny how they've just conditioned us to believe certain things that make no sense. Like the whole reversing of the pressure of the figure four thing when you roll over. We just accepted that that's fact. Like, even though it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever, we just say, okay. <laughs> you know, I really feel like we need to test like, it's I really do feel like we like need to test Like, it. the way the figure four is supposed to work is, like, you know, you watch how you're supposed to be putting pressure on a certain knee. Okay, I can kind of see that. But, but rolling over doesn't change anything. Like, <laughs> at all. Because of the way the pressure is on that specific knee. So, it's just, it's really funny to me that we just accept that this is what it is, even though it makes no sense, just because we've been conditioned to believe it. And it's, you know, it's funny to me. I'm with you on that. Um, I'm guessing, because we had a lot of backstage shit, I'm guessing the backstage shit's what they cut for you. Probably. Uh, did you see anything with Heath Slater? Yeah, I saw him go back there and, um, you know, do the whole I Got Kids thing and Drew, and, uh, Drew fucked him up. Okay. So did you see the Revival join Shane for a drink? Um when they first got there as the new tag team champs. Yeah. All right. So we got the revival Shane, Drew McIntyre hanging out in this special lounge. That is Shane McMahon's office. They're drinking. They're having a good time. Nobody's wrestling tonight. And then he Slater shows up and he's like, listen, man, I've got kids. Like it's a shirt, but it's true. So I wanted to come in and see if I could get a raise. And Shane's like, eh, no, no, you can't. Like I feel for you, but, no. And then Drew McIntyre follows Heath outside. He took it. He's like, okay, fine. I asked, you know. Mm. He follows him outside, and he pulls some money. Listen, Heath, we, we go back. I know about your family and your kids. Like, let me help you out. And he pulls some money out, and then he drops it. And when Heath bends down to pick the money up, Drew beats the living dog shit out of his former tag team partner and good friend, Heath Slater. And let me tell you, my wife was not happy. Um, yeah, I bet. I bet. She does not like bad things happening to Heath Slater. I get it. There is no bigger Heath Slater mark in this world than my wife, Kate, and I don't understand it. But, 
I love her for it, and she did not like seeing that happen. Though she did get a nice chuckle out of the revival, pulling Drew McIntyre off, and then scooping up all Drew McIntyre's money and shoving it in their own pockets. <laughs> uh, did you see the AJ Styles in the club backstage? Negative. All right. Uh, did you see Corbin on the KO show? I don't think so. Oh, yeah, it was Kevin and Sammy. Yeah, yeah, I did. That's when he, that's the EC3 thing. Um, what's important about this is after Seth takes out EC3, the New Day come down. This is awesome. And uh, so much. they have a little back and forth between Kevin Owens and Sammy and them, and then they want to have a match tonight because, by the way, how many wild cards are we supposed to have, Travis? I don't know. What was it? Four? Yeah. We had 11. 11 on fucking Monday. 11 wild cards. Um, Sammy, Sammy and KO said that the New Day weren't on the list to be wild cards. They didn't give a shit. They were going to make a match. They're like, well, you can't make a match. So technically, they, so they said, well, wild cards. They just, New Day just showed up. Yeah. Well, still more than four. <laughs> uh, so the New Day decided to ask EC3, who is dressed as an official, to make the match, and then uh, puppeteered his ass. Kofi doing the voice and Biggie and Xavier hoisting him up, making what became a six-man elimination tag team match. Corbin, the New Day, or Corbin, KO, and Sammy versus the New Day. Um, it was a really fun segment. I enjoyed the shit out of it. I'm sorry, it wasn't elimination. That was the two out of three falls. So the New Day win the two out of three falls match um, because Sammy and KO got pissed off that Corbin clotheslined Sammy. Uh, so KO super kicked Corbin, and then they both just kind of left his ass in the ring. And then the New Day beat him for the second fall. Whole thing was fun. I mean, I don't get why it was a two out of three falls match. It doesn't make fucking sense. Yeah, that was unnecessary. I know you don't even... I know you don't even like like the idea of a two out of three falls match to begin with. Yeah, it's a waste of time. It's a complete waste of time. But the EC3 thing, as sad as it is for EC3, was entertaining as shit and fun. New Day get a win over KO, Sammy, and Corbin. It is what it is. Um, did you see the Viking Raiders? <laughs> no. Did you see Daniel Bryan come out and talk up his match later in the night against Seth Rollins on stage? And Yeah, talk shit about L.A.? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's crazy that you didn't see the Viking Raiders because the Viking Raiders came out while Daniel Bryan and Rowan were still on the stage. Really? Yeah. He comes out and he talks about LA and he talks about Seth Rollins and he talks about how they're the best tag team champs in history and this and that, blah, 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 blah. And then the Viking Raiders music hits after he's done talking. They're still standing on stage as the Viking Raiders make an entrance and look them directly in the eyes. Um, and then we'll get into that when we get into Not Good Enough for Hulu as to who they fought and what happened. Hmm. Uh, did you see the Our Truth shenanigans? No. And I heard about them and I'm pissed. Okay. Uh, did you see Alexa backstage with Nikki? Yes. 
All right. So it's more, uh, by the way, I'm dropping the Charlotte thing. It's too hard to remember who's who, and it's a mouthful, and it's a pain in the ass to type out. And I'm, I'm actually kind of over it now. Yeah, so. yeah, it was fun for a while. It's not as much fun anymore. I get it. So Alexa continues to manipulate Nikki Cross, saying things like, uh, Bailey's not nice to her fans, but I got you a present. And she give. go ahead. Speaking of which, was there any Charlotte on TV this week? No, there wasn't. Not only is there no Charlotte on TV this week, there's no Charlotte at the motherfucking pay-per-view th- this month. Yeah, see? Well. I bitch about her being on both shows, and then they just take her off. Yeah, yeah. So we really don't have to do the Charlotte thing anymore because they're not even doing the Charlotte thing right now. Got it. Go ahead. Keep going. Cute. Uh, she hands... She hands Nikki a present. Nikki opens it up, and it says that they've got a tag team title match uh, against the Iconics, and Nikki is super fucking excited. I would be, too. Got a title match. They lose, though. Uh, Bailey, another one of the 11 fucking people from SmackDown that weren't supposed to be on the show, doesn't really do anything, but she does come down uh she has a backstage interview before that but she comes down during the match pulls alexa off the apron because alexa gave her a shove so nikki couldn't get a tag nikki gets pinned alexa couldn't make the save bailey basically cost alexa bliss and nikki cross the tag team titles because she couldn't wait till after the match to get her licks in like a normal person and that's fucking rude like i get you got a problem with alexa but what did nikki do to you who are you to tell somebody when to get a lick in, all right? People lick when they want to lick. It is not your place to choose when someone licks, all right? Fair enough, fair enough. Um, We also had a moment of bliss on SmackDown. uh, Where Bailey and Alexa... Right now, actually. Huh? Said Bear is back there getting his licks in right now, actually. We had a moment of bliss on SmackDown, which continued this between Bailey and Alexa. They start brawling. Um, we get a couple shots of Bailey's thong uh, poking up above her pants. And then Nikki kind of separates them, trying to break the fight up. And Alexa takes a cheap shot. And Nikki kind of looks a little perturbed by the fact that Alexa took a cheap shot. I don't like this Nikki Cross. Like, Nikki Cross is the shit. And the crazy Nikki Cross that we had was fucking awesome. She was unpredictable. She would run out and just do shit. Like, this Nikki Cross with a conscience, who's like a normal person, and who has no dumb. personality. You know, they, they made her out to be dumb, and I don't like that either. Yeah, no personality. Like, I'm not about this shit. I, I don't fucking like it. This is, um, this is one of those things that I don't miss from, like, the early 90s kind of thing, where, like, for some reason... Baby faces were just dumb, you know. <laughs> Never yeah. saw the betrayals coming and all that kind of shit. It's like, dude, come on, we're, we're past that now. Don't do that. It's like Did you uh, see the Usos. Go ahead. No, go ahead. It's like well, I was just saying. It was like um, this one time I was watching um, don't remember what it was, but it was Kevin Nash. He was talking about the business it's in in general, and he was like, yo. You got to change shit up some. Like, they've seen the card trick. They know how you do the card trick. Time to switch up your magic. Like, 
give them something else. But go ahead. Did you see the Usos versus the club? No, and that's very disappointing. Did you see Paul Heyman? I did see Paul Heyman. So you didn't get any of our truth. You didn't get the Usos versus the club. You didn't get AJ Styles talking to fucking Gallows and Anderson. And you didn't get the War Raiders, but you got Paul Heyman pretty much reminding us that Brock Lesnar still exists, which he apparently has to do every week, that Brock Lesnar still has the money in the bank, and that Brock Lesnar is still using the money in the bank the way the money in bank is intended to be used. Because that is fucking necessary. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. If it was me, I would like leave, leave him and Brock off TV for months. Wouldn't even mention the shit. And just let him pop up on Raw one day. Like in November. You know what I mean? Just on a random Raw in November. And have him cash in. After everybody's forgotten all about that shit. But, you know. Yeah, no, that's what I do. If he's not going to be on TV anyway, just fucking let him go away and let it be a surprise. I don't need Paul Heyman coming out every week telling me, hey, did you know Brock Lesnar had the money in the bank? Hey, did you know that Brock Lesnar could cash in any time because he's got the money in the bank? Like, but also, I can see their conundrum. Because when you got Paul Heyman, you want to use Paul Heyman, you know? I get wanting to use them for somebody Paul Heyman. So it's just like, Paul, you know, who could, you know, who could use Paul Heyman? Who could you listen? The thought of that makes me want to masturbate on this camera right now, but we're not going to get that. What we did get was Roman Reigns calling out Shane McMahon uh, Shane responds from his little penthouse suite in the back. So Roman's like, you know what? If you're not going to come down here, I'll come to you. That wasn't all so who. he goes, really? No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> so he goes in the back. He takes out the revival on his way. He gets into Shane's little suite. He puts uh, Drew McIntyre through its table. And then Shane takes off running. He chases him down, gets him in the ring, and gives him a nice ass whooping and a spear for his trouble. Because Roman ain't taking no shit no more. Can we? This is just, you know, it came back to me now. Can we talk about this thing that they're doing with this current pay-per-view where they keep saying kicking ass and taking names? Oh, yeah. Because, you know, that makes them cool now. They're edgy because they said ass, you know. It is. It does. I agree 100%. Yeah. Yeah. They're so cool. <clears throat> In response to what happened, uh, which, by the way, Stomping Ground is going to feature Roman versus Drew, so I don't know why the focus of the feud is Roman and Shane and not Roman and his opponent, Drew, when the whole reason that him and Drew started feuding was because of what Drew did to the Shield. Yet somehow we're ignoring that that's where the issue is. And now it's Drew's one of Shane's boys, and he's just a lackey for Shane to go beat up Roman. And it, it makes no fucking sense. So then we get to SmackDown, and Shane comes out uh, to eat up more of our time because we didn't get enough of my Monday Night Raw. Uh, the Miz comes out, though, and I know you're not a huge fan of Babyface Miz, 
but he said every motherfucking thing I have been saying for the last two months about Shane. He did. He did. And I loved it. I love Miz for calling him out and saying that shit. I, I loved I it, know. just not from the Miz. <laughs> it's just... Um, so then Shane tells us, well, how about this, Miz? We're going to have a tag team elimination match here tonight. And Miz is like, oh, two on one. And I'm thinking, well, no, that'd be a handicap match. And he clearly said tag team elimination match. And Shane's oh, like, no, no, no. you could." This is on SmackDown, bro. Yeah, I know. I said we're doing a different format tonight. Oh, okay. Okay, go ahead. Stay with me. We're, we're going, we're trying to stay with the flows of the actual stories and where they're going. What flow? Exactly. So, The Miz shows the clip of Shane getting speared. Shane makes the tag team elimination match and says, you have 10 seconds to get a partner. And it just so happened at that very moment, R-Truth had hopped over the barricade, fleeing from potential would-be softcore title contenders. Mm-mm. He came awesome. from He came from somewhere. They specifically point said is, that he came from under the ring. Point is, Awesome Truth is reborn. They take on Drew and Elias. They lose. Our truth eliminated first, then The Miz. And then those three guys beat down The Miz because... Here's the thing. That's all well and good. Who gives a shit about that? Let's talk about what happened to my boy Truth, though, all right? Well, hold on, hold on. Do you want to talk about what happened on SmackDown to your boy Truth at the end of the know. night? I don't know what kind of what, what you're doing here, sir. You the one jumping back and forth between shows. Is that where we're going? What are we doing? Okay. Are you talking about what happened in the parking lot? No, I'm talking about what happened during this match when they tried to snatch okay. the yeah, show from him. Yeah, go ahead. Because fucking Shelton came out there, tried to just grab the belt and run, but he just ran around the ring. And then, you know, the ref was like, yo, you can't just take the belt. You got to beat him. And, you know, Truth grabbed the belt and took off. And I'm sitting there like I do every week when I'm watching this shit, just going, run, Truth, run. It really is, in my opinion, the second best thing of the week. In your opinion, the probably the first. About to say, what's better? Firefly Funhouse. And this week... Things got motherfucking weird. Thank you for giving me that intro, Travis. I appreciate that. Um, We got Bray Wyatt doing some gardening in a window. He alluded to there being worms and ideas, and I I heard someone, and it made sense. They think he was referring to his WrestleMania match against uh, Randy Orton where they superimposed worms on the ring and how adding worms to an idea, a lot of worms, kind of makes an idea shit and alluding to the fact that he might have not liked that match against Randy Orton because it was kind of a shit match where he lost his title. Hey, hey, um, hey listen. They will need to not besmirch the idea of worms, all right? Give the boogeyman some credit. He said a lot of worms. Oh, the boogeyman ate a lot of worms, bro. He ate a lot of worms. You're not telling me it wasn't a shit idea for that poor guy? Hey, man, it got him on TV. That's true. Um, so we get all the puppets here. Bray tells you to follow the leader and erase your mind, and there are flashes of the fiend. 
all the puppets are saying follow the leader. Um, the sign that you re- referenced last week, uh, abandon all hope, ye who exit here is still there. Bray also mentions uh, basically he's accepting of everyone who has outside uh, off-the-wall ideas like flat earthers or people who think that dinosaurs still exist. Like That's who the Firefly Funhouse is for. People who aren't part of conventional society. People who think outside the box. That's who he wants to lead. And then we get all these different versions of the Muscle Man Dance song. There's a rock version and a rap version and a country version. And then we see the fiend just kind of flashing and disappear. And a lot of people are talking about it, saying that the fiend has left the funhouse and we may be seeing him possibly at stomping ground, finally in some action. Mm. We'll see. I have no idea what they're going to do with this dude, but, you know, just patiently waiting. Yeah, and uh, we might be able to talk about it on Sunday during our post-show. Maybe. Let, last thing on Monday Night Raw, we had Seth versus Daniel Bryan. Uh, this was another weird fucking thing because Rowan causes a DQ right away, and then Rowan and DB or Daniel Bryan are beating down Seth. The New Day come down to make the save. Then KO and the Revival come down, and then the Usos come down. There's a big brawl, and everyone who's not in the match gets kicked out, and then they restart the match. Yeah. Rollin wins, um, and then as he's walking away, he gets attacked with a chair, uh, dragged back to the ring, and hit with an end of days by Baron Corbin, who does not, after all of these things and all of these matches and all of this bullshit from Super Showdown and before that, feel like a legitimate contender for the universal title to me. Because he's not. He doesn't feel like he should be in that match. He he feels like a substitute for Brock Lesnar, who's not he's not gonna win. He's not gonna beat Seth. It's kind of a wasted storyline if you can't make me believe that the person that's facing Seth is going to possibly beat Seth. Now, I will shit my pants if Barry Corbin <coughs> walks out of stomping ground as the universal champion. Also, was what he, if Brock Lesnar is a special guest referee? That would be like probably the dopest shit they have done in months. But I will say though, here's the problem with you know having Seth beat Brock at WrestleMania. Once you beat Brock, who's left to really challenge you? You know what I mean? Like it's like when this you know when the when the warrior comes to town and you know slays the dragon. Who the fuck else can challenge him, you know? So, look at the well, roster. Brock has decimated the roster. Well, Seth beat him. Who on the roster can fuck with Seth now? Roman. Roman. Braun Strowman. <laughs> That's what I say, Roman. Who, what are they going to do? When are they going to do that? And then Braun Strowman, they, you know, they had their window for Braun Strowman. They chose not to walk, you know, not to jump through it. So, and now that Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman have their feud and Bobby looks strong against Strowman, Bobby Lashley would be a logical contender would have to who would Braun. put Seth at risk. Huh? You would have to beat Braun Strowman, though. 
which you could do because you're not doing shit with Braun anyway. So give Bobby a win, set him up to be a legitimate contender who's now beaten Braun Strowman and is an actual threat to Seth Rollins, someone that I actually would believe could beat Seth Rollins. He needs a mouthpiece, though. Wow. Well, that I agree with. And I they got, they got rid of his mouthpiece. Talk ever. Ever. You know who you do like hearing talk? Who do I like hearing talk? The New Day. I do. Who started SmackDown uh, in a promo against Ziggler. Uh, they talked about the steel cage. They talked about Super Showdown. Ziggler said Kofi's fake and he's going to expose him. And then we get Dolph Ziggler versus Xavier Woods. Um, Dolph wins after Kevin and Sammy attack Kofi and Big E. Everyone getting sent back and leaving Xavier out there one-on-one with Dolph. Uh, there was a nasty super kick in this match. Where he was, he was locked tied up, up in the ropes. The- yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, ooh. Mm. Damn, Austin. You all right, bro? Yeah. That was one when I forgot it, you know, yeah. forgot his television persona as Xavier. I'm like, damn, Austin, you all right, bro? You, 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 you all right? You, okay, cool, cool. You, you alive. All right. And, uh, he must have been fucked up because he nor Big E came back down later in the night when the match was made uh, by Shane at the behest of KO and Sammy, who were pissed off about being, you know, thrown out after attacking Big E and about, you know, their six-man tag team match. And they said they want to they want to beat the bad guys. Um, so they got a two out of three falls match against Seth and Kofi, made by Shane. Seth and Kofi win that. I miss the bad guy. Yeah. Um. Then backstage, we had some interesting shit with some people we haven't seen in a while. Paulo Cruz is running around looking for Andrade Cien Almas for some reason. Yeah, that was. Which, a- by the way, I don't know why he was looking for Andrade. Why was he looking for Andrade? I don't know, but I I could have swore we were supposed to get Andrade versus Finn Balor on this pay per view, and I've checked a bunch of match cards. That IC title match supposedly is not happening anymore. Okay. But anyway, he's talking to Zelina and he's like, listen, it, why Apollo was looking for him though. Like they didn't. Well, he wanted to talk to him about something. Maybe he wanted a match. I don't know what he wanted, but he kept telling Zelina, Hey, if you find him, just let me know. And she's like, yeah, you're not important. And he goes, I'm, I'm looking for the guy. Let me know. Here's the weird thing. And I don't know if you caught this. So Andrade cheap shots him and beats down Apollo. And then Chad Gable is standing around a that corner with a clipboard. I saw him yeah. back there, but I'm like, who the fuck are you? It was Chad. Gordon, he's just Did he get taking notes. Yeah, he cut his hair. Okay. His hair. I'm like, who the fuck are you? Okay. Whatever. Chad Gable. Which I'm sure you're still like, who the fuck is Chad Gable? I, I mean, know you I don't know who, who Chad like. Gable is. It's just like, why are you there? Uh, we also got Gable heavy machinery. No, he's not dead. I don't know if he'll ever be cleared to wrestle again. My understanding is he's worth. Uh oh. Matt. Mattitude. There you go. Yeah, could you hear me? I got you now. You say uh-huh. your understanding is what? Jason Jordan's neck injury was pretty severe, and he's working as a producer right now. No word on whether or not he'll ever get cleared. Yeah. Um, heavy machinery beats the beats. Uh, apparently they needed to beat former tag team champions to prove they are worthy of taking on the planeteers. Uh, 
hanging out in a dark room, waiting for a fight. He seems a little less agitated this week. I still don't fucking like it. Mm. Next week in Japan, the Iconics will face Paige's Kabuki Warriors for the tag team titles. So SmackDown is in Japan next week? Hmm. Okay. Um, and then also Ember Moon is finally fed up with uh Mandy and Sonya, and she flips over their fucking donuts and goes to town brawling with Sonya Deville. Maybe we'll get a match soon. Oh shit. Matt. Travis. God damn it. You there? All right. I hear you now. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. I got you. Internet connection problems, people. We're all right. We're back. I think. Oh, shit. Nope. He's frozen again. Whoop. 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 Okay. Whoop. 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 There you are. All right. I think we're, I think we're okay yeah, now. You said internet connection problem. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think problems we're okay. on your end. Yeah, I think we're okay now. Maybe we'll get Ember versus Sonya at some point in the near future. Dear God, I hope. Sonya Deville's hotter when she doesn't pull her hair back. That I will agree with, especially uh, have you. You froze again. Uh, Okay, there you are. You froze again. Uh, Demandy's Donuts on YouTube. No. It is Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville driving around eating donuts from different places and rating how good the donuts are from the places they go. Sounds like my friend Brittany. She loves donuts. And she's also like, All right, well, so it's just like it's it's actually pretty fucking weird how much she loves donuts. Did you hear all that stuff about Ember Moon attacking them and the, all that I said, or did you lose me before all that? Yeah, I lost all that. So you heard the Kabuki Warriors in Japan next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you got to Ember Moon. They she flipped the donuts. They got into a fight. But oh yeah, that was it. They just brawled, and then I said, I pray to God. We'll get Ember Moon in a ring very, very soon. Hmm. Wouldn't that be nice? You were having some serious issues over there. Hold on. Think. Resume. You were having some serious issues over there. Yeah, it's on my end. I know it is. It was um, 
my internet just like dropped all the way out for a second just then. It's me. It's not you. But I think we're okay now. I'm right. connection now. My connection looks stable. I think we're okay. So we're going to go into not good enough for Hulu and save what happened to our truth for the very last bit of our show before we do predictions. So not good enough for Hulu. Uh, the Viking Raiders beat a couple jobbers because apparently we don't, we haven't had enough of that and we can't like do a real tag team thing. Um, backstage, we see AJ Styles talking to a trainer. Gallows and Anderson come up and AJ's like, dude, you guys are like why don't you stop joking around and doing dumb shit and dressing like doctors and shit and go out there and show us that you're one of the best tag teams in the world they said all right we're gonna do that and then they lost to the usos yeah shame but everybody loses to the Usos. and not their fault that's true and then so sitting ringside we have our truth and Carmella in disguises. Our truth is dressed up like a southern general with the white hair. Carmella's dressed up like Charlie Chaplin. Um, they get noticed. They get chased. Truth goes under the ring, and everyone kind of looks under the ring, and they don't see him, so they run around to the other side of the ring. But when they reach out to pull our truth out from the other side of the ring, they pull Titus O'Neil out instead. So apparently Titus is just hanging out under the ring and we're continuing to play on this whole Titus fell under the ring thing because he's under there for no reason. Um, so Truth backs out of the side. He crawled in and then takes off into the crowd. <laughs> that black guy. Yeah. That is what was not good enough for Hulu. You missed a match between the Usos and the club, which was a pretty, it was a decent match. It was a short match. Viking Raiders squash match. Truth and Carmella in disguises, and AJ actually interacting with parts of the Bullet Club that they kind of teased us they were going to do. Maybe we might get a fucking faction like Travis has been paying for or praying for. Maybe they're going to do something with AJ now that they haven't since his feud with uh, Seth ended. Maybe they're going to do something with Gallows and Anderson since they haven't since fucking God knows when. Yeah, yeah. If we can just just give give me something. something. I'm a fan of AJ. So, you know I'm a fan of factions. Just give me something. I haven't seen anything that has changed this, and I'm hoping that when our truth wins his title back, it is at Drake Maverick's wedding. But we saw Carmella on SmackDown backstage looking for truth, and she couldn't find him after he left, running from the people chasing him, after he was eliminated from the tag team match. The next time we see our truth he's out in the parking lot. He is hailing a car. We see what we think is Carmella waving down a car. Our truth goes to get in the car, invites Carmella to join him, then mentions that she looks a lot shorter than Carmella because it's not Carmella. It is Drake Maverick dressed as Carmella with fake boobs and all. He pulls off the wig. He attacks our truth. He rolls him up. He gets the pinfall. He steals the ref's car because it was the ref who pulled up, leaving the show. And then as he's leaving in the ref's car, he shouts, I'm going to get married. And Drake Maverick is your new softcore champion. Yeah. 
Oh, man. Listen, our truth and the 24-7 title continue to be the best part of WWE right now. As weird and dumb and just gimmicky as it is, I fucking love it. And, you know, it makes me think back. Just to where this whole R-Truth and Carmella thing started is with him talking about what he wanted a title shot. And he's like, in order to get a title shot, I got to be Carmella. <laughs> and then they become a tag team. And then Truth is locked in Carmella's box for an insubordinate amount of days because I don't know when he got out of her box, but I was waiting. Like, that's what I wanted on Monday Night Raw was to see Truth emerge from Carmella's box, to be freed from her box. We didn't get to see it. I didn't see it. Did you see him? Did you see him climb out of her box? No, I didn't see anything about Truth getting out of Carmella's box. I'm a little disappointed by that. Yeah, I understand. Um, Who's going over this week, Travis? Truth. He lost his title. I don't give a fuck. He was the best part of the fucking show. I'm going to say Seth Rollins. He beat like a third of the roster that was on TV down with a chair. Playing at the end of Raw. But was left victorious at the end of SmackDown with Kofi Kingston. Yeah. Yeah. Truth. Who's jabbing out this? Truth. I'm going to go with Heath Slater. Ooh. Yeah, you're probably right. He didn't get his raise. His ex-best friend whooped his ass, left him laying, didn't even get any of the money that he thought he was going to get. He's got kids to feed. What he gets for being so trusting. What you do when you bend down to get that money, low blow Drew. Then you grab the money and run away. Yeah, I'm with you, except uh, like you said, he's too trusting. He's like, oh, this is my friend, and yeah. everything's going to be okay. And That's the problem. You don't need to give me money. It's cool. Yeah, so, moral of the story is, kids, moral of the story is, kids, don't trust anyone and always take the money. Never be like, oh, you don't know. Just take the fucking money. If someone's going to give you money, fucking take it. Thought you were going to say don't trust Whitey, but no. Yeah, you're right. That's just rude, Travis. You trust me, don't you? Yeah. I do. That's what I thought. I sure do, Matt. All right, let's get into predictions uh, since we were stalled by internet issues. First off, steel cage match, Kofi versus Dolph. Who you got? Kofi. Yep, that's both of us for Kofi. Uh, Samoa Joe versus Ricochet, U.S. title match. <laughs> Joe is going to kill you. Okay, I heard Joe's going to kill you. Um, I'm actually I'm going to go Ricochet. I'd like to see him win a singles title. I don't really care who wins because they're not doing shit anyway. It well, doesn't matter. So I'm just going to go ricochet. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship, Bailey versus Alexa Bliss with uh, Nikki Cross as her heater. Is Alexa on SmackDown now? No, Alexa's still on Raw. Then, yeah, it's going to stay on Bailey. All right. 
I'm actually going to go Alexa. I'm doing this ass backwards. Travis said Bailey. Matt said Alexa. Uh, Becky versus Lacey. I also think this is where we see the return of Sasha. Sasha comes out to help out to keep, you know, Bailey from losing her belt. Anyway, go ahead. What were you saying? I said I was going to go Alexa because of that. I think if Sasha does come back, it's going to be a revenge angle after Alexa gets the title away from Bailey. Um, <coughs> that makes you They're not going to do that. Uh, Becky versus Lacey. Who you got? Becky. Becky and Becky. New Day versus Kof, or, uh, KO and Sammy in a tag team match. I don't know, man. That's a coin flip, but um, I'll go with the New Day. Travis goes New Day. Matt goes New Day. Heavy Machinery versus the Planeteers for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. That's another coin flip, but I'm going to go with um, – I'll, I'll go with uh, the Planeteers on this one. I'm going to go Heavy Machinery. I've won so many of these predictions lately. I'm just – I'm voting for what I want to see happen, even though I know it's not going to. Uh, Seth versus Corbin. I don't even remember the last time we did predictions, so who knows. Anyway, what were you saying? We did predictions for Money in the Bank, even though we didn't watch – well, we watched it. Well, I watched it. You didn't watch it. Uh, Seth versus Corbin. Ah, uh, Seth. Even with the possible special guest referee? It'll be Seth. We, we all know it's going to be Seth. Why, why are you even trying? I'm just trying. Uh, Drew versus Roman Reigns. Uh, I'm thinking they can give this one to Drew. Roman wanted Mania. Travis goes Drew. I'm going to go Roman. And uh, last but not least, and I didn't even write it down because I forgot about it, it's a triple threat match for the Cruiserweight Championship. Your current champion, Tony Nese, versus Akira Tozawa and Drew Gulak. So I've heard these names, and I'm assuming there's no black guy. So um, well, I'm, Tony Nese could be a black guy name. I can, see, I can see a black guy named Tony. He's not, is he? It's not. Okay, then. That's what I thought. Um, I'm just saying you can't judge by the names, Travis. Huh? I'm just saying you couldn't judge by the names because I could judge by the names. You don't hear the subtleties. I did, but you know, was it the subtlety of cruiserweight champion? Well, there's that, but you know, Tony Neese, you know, you know black dude, last name Neese. You would say like Tony Jenkins. But anyway, um, we're gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Come on. <laughs> uh, who are the other two dudes? Here Tozawa, who is a former Cruiserweight champion, and Drew Gulak, who is actually my vote because I feel like he's had that title coming for a long time. I'm going to go with the Japanese dude. All right, Travis is going Akira Tozawa. Well, Travis, that is our predictions. That is our show. Where is Shinsuke Nakamura? Uh, Him and Rusev are no longer needed, so they're at home. Like permanently? Like until creative figures out a reason to have them on the show again. 
But I saw Rusev more recently than I saw Shinsuke, though. Like, it just, I feel like I haven't seen Shinsuke since, like, forever ago. Like, you know why you saw Rusev more recently than you saw Shinsuke? Why did I see Rusev more recently than I saw Shinsuke? Well, first off, I think Shinsuke and Rusev were both in the Super Showdown Battle Royal, but that's neither here nor there. I didn't Rusev has Lana. Shinsuke doesn't have anyone. Lana is the reason Rusev is still on TV. That makes sense. Lana is the best. Ladies and, ladies and gentlemen, if you guys are listening to this podcast and you are not a part of the group, please come join us, facebook.com slash groups slash smacking at raw, uh, smacking without the G. We do a bunch of stuff there. We've had tournaments. We do chats during pay-per-views, sometimes during Raw and SmackDown. A lot of memes, a lot of news, a lot of rumors, a lot of chats, a lot of thoughts, a lot of stuff going on. Um, always fun, very engaging group over there on facebook so please come check that out anything else we got to plug travis not at this time all right um i will be doing some uh, live watch-alongs with my wife kate and with uh my other co-host caroline um so keep an eye out for those i think the first one should be coming next week uh, we'll see how schedules work out but uh when it does i will give you guys more info on that and as customary uh, with these watch-alongs, if I'm available, I might just pop in. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see if we let them. I mean, probably not, but, you know, I might. Um, also, you guys, please check out Please check out the post show for Stomping Grounds. It'll be Travis and I. Roughly 30 minutes after Stomping Ground goes off air, letting you know what we thought of the show, what happened. Um, always a fun time. I feel like there was something else I wanted to talk about, but I can't think of it. So you guys can find Travis on Twitter and Instagram at Sir Cusselot. That is at S-I-R underscore C-U-S-S-A-L-O-T-T. You guys can find me on Twitter at Matt Ritter. That is at M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R. Um... Yeah. Yeah. You good, Travis? I am great. All right. For Sir Cussela, Travis Pointer, I am the warden, Matt Ritter. We are smacking a raw, and we are that damn good. Peace.